0: Hey, baddies, this is going to be such a quickie, quick episode. Welcome to Bad witch Podcast, the podcast where we're going to get our witch shit together one spell at a time. I've, it's almost been three years, so it should be right together by now, <laughs> honestly. Maybe we should come up with a new tagline. But yeah, this is just going to be a quick episode, just so I can get something up to say hi, hello, I love you, I miss you. I'm sorry I haven't recorded anything since two weeks, three weeks ago. As you all know, or most of you know, I'm writing a book and uh, yeah, it takes the life out of you and all of your energy. And I have never been more sleep deprived in my life (laughs) and exhausted and uh, just put through the ringer by this thing that I decided I was going to do. And really, I've talked about for like 10 years and I really was like, well, this is why I'm going to do it because there's (laughs) nothing else to do. There is a pandemic. And yeah, since May to now, I've really been seriously writing that's when I finished the so I wrote the first chapter for like six months. <laughs> which is which is unwell. And then I got myself into the rhythm and I've gotten myself from six months to six weeks to one month. And now I can churn one out in about six days. Uh wait, well, no, is it six days? About eleven days. And I'm hoping to get down to about five or six days. And finish this bad boy before the end of the year. So I am sorry I've been missing. I anyway, know I was like, I want to do all these episodes. I have all these ideas. And then <laughs> then I was like, bye. <laughs> but it's because I've been writing. And so this, all that to say, this may be the last episode you get for 2021. Uh, I will not say 100% for sure. Because if I finish this book, you know, the next three, three and a half weeks, I'll have some time to come on and do a uh into the year at least reading episode where we can see what our 2022 is looking like. I was thinking about doing a Yule episode as well, but I've done at least two the past two years. So you might just want to pull those up just in case it doesn't happen. But yeah, I just wanted to come on do a quick episode today and remind everyone that I'm doing $15 readings through the end of 2021, the worst year, somehow, somehow worse than 2020. My goodness. You know what? Tell me if y'all agree, like on the Facebook group, let's let's have a little chitty chat. But I feel like 2020 was collectively a horrible year for all of us, obviously. Um, but I feel like 2021 was a horrible year personally for a lot of people like everything I could come up in my personal life and I don't mean like romantic dating because uh (laughs) I mean like family issues childhood issues like I was being forced to do my shadow work basically um this year and confront a lot of things and deal with a lot of things that like put me to the brink of death and all my foot issues and all of my (laughs) and getting COVID despite being vaccinated and never leaving the house and getting the flu and getting sick like four of It's been a mess, but I do. I feel like 2021 was a was a banger of a year for our personal stuff, and 2020 was obviously like a collective thing. And who knows what 2022 holds? But I do know that Pluto is making its way back to us, and you know, I'm open to a little uh, destruction for a beautiful rebirth. <laughs> That's the point where I am right now. So yeah, I want to remind everyone, I'm doing $15 readings until the end of the year to benefit Planned Parenthood. I made my I made my first donation last night for us. Um, for the money I raised for Bad Witch and like donated, you know, in honor of Bad Witch. In honor? What's the word? I don't know. When you like name it. <laughs> I haven't slept. I'm so sorry. But it was for $150, which is great. And I would like to match that, double it, anything like that. The reason I went ahead and did it on December 1st is because they were still doing, uh, they're giving Tuesday promotion. Not promotion. Charitable action. And so, if you were donating up to a certain amount, it was being doubled by a donor, which is awesome. So, yeah, we ended up raising a good bit of money. We made our first donation. $150 is really good for like, I think I started doing it like two and a half weeks ago, maybe whenever the last episode came out. And we have a full month to do more. So, if you want to message me, um, DM me on Facebook. I'm Mickey Cecilia. Or on Instagram, you can DM me. I can do them there as well. So, it's child Mickey C. A, no, C-I-A-O-M-I-C-K-E-Y, no mouse. I'm sure you've seen that the Supreme Court is pretty much overturning Roe v. Wade, which is really scary. So there's no time like the present to protect reproductive rights and access to life-saving health care that isn't just about abortions, but abortions are valid health care as well. So with all that said, this is what we're going to do. It's probably not even going to be 20 minutes because we're just going to run through this. But remember in the last episode, I said I wanted to do something about scrying. I wanted to do talking about different psychic abilities and... Something else I said I wanted to do I truly cannot remember. So today I think we're going to do the – well, I don't think. I know. We're going to do the psychic abilities. I found a couple of websites that break them down and explain them pretty well in a way that is easy to digest and understand. Obviously, it's not going to be the most in-depth explanation you've ever heard for something, but just an introduction because I know for me personally, I think clairvoyant is a word that gets thrown around a lot that we know. I know medium. I know clairvoyant. And i trying to think, it's just kind of psychic as a general term, but I never knew there was anything past that until literally last year. I did that first campaign with um, California psychics. And when you go on, it's really, it's really interesting. When you go on, you pick your psychic that you want to work with and they have their specialties listed. So it'll say clairvoyant, clairaudient tarot cards, medium, past lives, um, uh, deceased relatives, and you can like pick from that. And I remember being like, what the hell is a clear audience? (laughs) And just like context clues, I was like, Oh, I guess that might be someone who can hear um, people that have passed on and receive messages that way. Because I was just going off of audience. But I was like, well, what the hell is that? And I never, it never occurred to me, Especially because I don't... I'm not someone that ever considered myself psychic. Like, I'd be knowing some stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I definitely get messages and dreams. I'd be knowing things here and there. I had deja vu. I've done a little um, not purposeful astral projection, which I have tried my best to cut myself off to because I, I, I can't even handle that. Maybe maybe when I get to my 50s or 60s, I'll, I can finally do it. But I, I'm, I love you, hedge witches, because I, I can't even start to... I, I have one instance where I woke up in a snap was standing next to my body saw something else standing next to my body I was like nope 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 (laughs) nope get back in we're not doing this (laughs) cool glad this is something I can maybe pursue in the future but we're not doing it today and I've kind of shut myself off to it since then but yeah I just never it never occurred to me and you know and a lot in the vernacular of growing up especially when you're a witch kid and you're like you're, you're interested in this and you're pulled to it and you hear words in popular culture and you're like, huh, let me let me stick a pin in that and kind of come back to it later. But you don't really know what it means. And I always think about how, especially like television psychics, you know? <laughs> like R. I. P. but like a Miss Cleo or like some of you aren't as old as me, but like when DR Warwick before she was a Twitter phenomenon... Uh, she was a part of the Psychic Friends Network and they would like run it at night and you would call in. It's kind of like the California psychics thing now, but the whole psychic thing has moved to digital and to online. But yeah, you used to sit and call and you still do. You like do the calls and you pay. But it was like very much a late night TV thing. Miss Cleo, the Psychic Friends Network, I think even Share back in like the early night. The superstars of like music superstars of the 60s and 70s had a weird transition period in the 80s and early 90s where a lot of them were doing like infomercials and um, and like psychic friends networks and things like that. You should look at them on YouTube if you're not as old as I am. But yeah, and so you'd always hear this word clairvoyant or you'd hear the word medium or even there was a TV show called Medium. And I never really took a second to myself to even mean think like, oh, that must mean a specific thing. I just thought it meant psychic. Anyone is a psychic medium. Anyone who was a psychic is a clairvoyant. And then it wasn't literally until last year when I was 33, 34 years old, hi, bad witch year, that I was like, oh wait, 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 wait. <laughs> these are different things. Not everyone is this specific thing. So that was my journey of figuring out that these were not catch-all words. And I remember when I started reading Oracle Hearts too people would every so often ask me to like communicate with a dead family member. And I would say, Oh, well, I can't, I can't do that. And I would always say the term, I'm not a medium. Um, but I don't even know if I was using that word correctly. Cause to me, a medium is like a channeler that can do that. But it may have been that I'm not clairvoyant. I'm not, I don't know. So I, I was always saying that cause that's the closest I could relate to. Cause I remember when Sylvia Brown, which is a whole thing used to be on Montel. <laughs> this is- does anyone under 40 know what I'm talking about? I'm so sorry. <laughs> there used to be a talk show in the heyday of the Sally Jesse Raphaels, the Ginny Joneses. Oprah was on too. Different different caliber. Uh, there's a show also called The Phil Donahue. There is also a show, Ricky Lake, shout out. There is also a show called Montel Williams. And every so often he would have uh, a psychic on named Sylvia Brown, where there's been a lot of controversy with her uh, as she was still alive and since. But her whole thing would be like the um, Long Island medium where people would be in the audience. She would connect with them, tell them about their passed on loved one. And you know, that was the whole shtick. And I remember Montel Williams used to come on at four o'clock and I would come home from school and if it was psychic Sylvia Brown Day, I was like, this is lit. Let me get my snacks. (laughs) Let me get my apple juice. (laughs) We're about to have a great afternoon. I would be so, I remember I used to like, not want to go to dance class or piano lessons in the afternoon if Sylvia Brown was on because I was here for it. Because <laughs> when you're a witch kid and you see little glimmers of like spiritual witch related stuff, you, you glom onto it so hard. But yeah, there is a whole controversy, which I can share articles in the group if you want to do that after. But I do always remember her saying she was a psychic medium. And I knew I wasn't doing the things she could do. So I never considered myself that. Remember when I said this was going to be a short episode? <laughs> 20 minutes. Um, yeah, so... Anyway, all that talking to say, we are just going to read through different types of psychics and psychic ability, and you may hear something that's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> that's me. That might be me. And it really is, it's illuminating to kind of have these generic, not generic, but more general definitions, which of course, people, I think, can have more than one talent, absolutely, because I remember on the website, it would say like, clairvoyant, clairaudient, da-da-da-da-da-da. Like, you know, I can read oracle cards and now I can kind of read tarot cards. So you don't have to be one thing. And also, let me just say as a disclaimer, like I said, this is not going to be very in like the most in-depth uh, breakdown of what all these are. This is just to introduce you to them, to make you more familiar, to maybe identify if this is something that you are or an ability that you have. And, you know, if you want, we could do like a deeper, year, dive episode when I'm not literally trying to write a th- hundred thousand words in the next 30 days. Okay, <laughs> So let's get started. I'm going to be using uh, two websites so I can kind of fill in the gaps if there's one that I wanted to talk about that one of them doesn't cover. So the first one we're going to be using is psychicsfortoday.com. And we're going to start with clairvoyance because I think that is really the, mo- the most familiar one. Number one, clairvoyance. <laughs> clairvoyance means clear seeing. With the ability of clairvoyance, it is possible to see things like animals, people, or objects that are not present physically. The sight is said to occur in the mind's eye. Wait, am I clairvoyant? Okay, hold on. We're going to circle back. Um, For some clairvoyants, this is their natural state of vision. Others have had to train their minds to be able to achieve this state, either through practices like meditation or with the assistance of a spiritual helper. Some clairvoyants see this see this spirit as if it were a physical being while others are said to see the spirit as if it were a movie or photograph visible in their mind's eye. Remember, (laughs) remember way, way back in the day I started having those episodes where I would get like extremely nauseous and then I would start seeing visions and I would almost feel like my entire body was vibrating What's that about um okay <laughs> it's just making me think it was, it's a third eye related thing because i can never explain why i was seeing them or where i was seeing them exactly exactly but it was almost like something was being projected like an old school projection this is literally an episode about the 80s and 90s um where it would like shoot the image into the screen or the wall that's how i would feel and it was always centered around my third eye so I wonder I wonder about that okay one more thing to deal with <laughs> too Claire, audience Clear audience or clear hearing is a psychic power that is defined as being able to hear the thoughts and voices of spirits. Clear- and see, when I first heard clear audience or clear audience, I thought it was just to hear the voices of spirits, like a, a tangible talking voice. I didn't realize that it was like being able to hear the thoughts as well. Clear audience can either take the form of a medium hearing the spirit as though it were a person speaking beside them, while others state the voice they hear is in their mind is more in their mind is more like a verbal thought sounds from clear audience the sounds from clear audience can also come from inanimate objects like crystals or personal possessions the sounds heard by clear audience are not only voices but can be the sounds of nature or music as well Clairsentience, sentience number three clear sentience or clear feeling oh that makes sense <laughs> is a supernatural ability that allows a psychic to receive intuitive messages via emotions feelings or physical sensations Oh, yeah, because, you know, whenever you watch things with psychics, they'll talk about, like, oh, I'm having chills, or, you know, I'm feeling something that's wet, or, like, I'm feeling really, really hot, and it can be related to, like, someone, how someone passed, um, if it was, like, a traumatic passing. I was watching a lot of Long Island (laughs) (laughs) media not that long ago. I never watched it, and then it came up on Facebook, and I was like, oh, what's this about? And so that's kind of my frame of reference of the most modern iteration of this, like, psychic on TV thing that I've been watching. And, uh, yeah, I remember her being talking about someone that passed away from sugar warning of uh, talk about opioids. Give it a second. Okay, so um, the person that she was communicating with, their daughter had passed away from overdosing. And they she kept saying, I, I taste something bitter in my mouth. And I feel like a choking sensation. And that was like the connection that they made. And so, wow, I didn't realize that that was like literally the name for it. So that's Claire Sentience. And I'm going to start it again because I forgot where I left off with reading it. Clairsentience or clear feeling is a supernatural ability that allows a psychic to receive intuitive messages via emotions, feelings, or physical sensations. Being an empath is a form of clairsentience. Shout out. I know most of us are as they both can feel the emotions of others. However, people with clairsentience can feel the past and future emotions of other people while empaths, empaths. Only feel emotions in the present time. That's so interesting. Okay. Some of these also are going to be a little hard for me to pronounce because it's me. Okay. So, number four is Claire Aliens. Claire Aliens, or clear smelling, is the power to gain psychic information through the sense of smell. For example, you may smell tobacco despite being in a non smoking environment because the spirit present was a smoker while they were alive. This is something that happens to me a lot. I will just randomly smell cigarette smoke. Uh, I don't know whoops it is. My dad smoked for a really, really long time. He didn't quit until about ooh, 10 years ago. And so I always am like, am I just picking up like lingering smoke from when he quit smoking 10 years ago? But that can't possibly be it, right? And even though he would smoke in the house, like our house never smelled like smoke, but unless he was like actively smoking, but I'll just pick it up every so often. So I didn't again, another thing I didn't realize there was a name for it. I thought I was just like being witchy. So Claire um, alien, Claire Aliens usually manifests itself with clairgustance or clear tasting. That's C-L-A-I-R-G-U-S-T-A-N-C Clairgoustens or Clear Tasting due to the physical senses of smell and taste going hand in hand with one another onto clairgustance. And let me just say, if there are words I'm going to mess up <laughs> today, it's going to be Claire Aliens and Claire Goosetants. Because I've literally never even seen the words Aliens and Goosetants before. If you would have put these before me, I would have not been able to tell you what they mean. Um, whereas, like, clairvoyant and Claire Audient make a lot more sense to me. So, sorry in advance. I will put the link in the episode. <laughs> uh at post on Facebook so you can see it. Claire sense clear tasting is a type of psychic ability that allows you to receive information through the sense of taste. This type of ESP, which I think is extrasensory. What does that P stand for? Extrasensory perception. I think I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. Is often experienced by psychic mediums during a reading. For example, if a medium is communicating with a spirit that used to enjoy eating cheesecake, the medium might get the same taste in their mouth during the reading. So it is something that is about connection and like uh, symbols and hints that you can have to so like pull this person through and connect it to that person so they recognize who is showing up to them, which is really cool. Number six, claircognizance. Claircognizance is the thing that when I had my last reading, <clears throat> for the campaign that I did she the psychic I was speaking with was basically you know that diddy meme I think I talked about this before that diddy meme where he's staring at a contestant on a show and the person's staring back at them and they're just like <laughs> like having a standoff that was me and her because she was telling me things and I was like oh yeah I know and she was like well yeah you know all of this because you're claircognizant cognizant so we don't really need to be doing this essentially <laughs> she didn't say it like that but she was like girl you already know I was like yeah I think I do So clear, but I had never heard this term before. Clear cognizance, often referred to as clear knowing or clear recognition, recognition is a form of extrasensory perception. Yes, I had it right. That's what ESP (laughs) is. Where the psychic knows something to be true without any prior knowledge on the topic. The knowledge received by a clear cognizant is always unexplained, but many people believe that it is imparted onto them by spirit guides or a higher self. In my case, it's Gabriel, my, my day one. Um, an example of claircognizance would be refusing to get in a car because you have a strong gut feeling that something bad is going to happen. Claircognizance manifests itself as a strong gut instinct that just can't be ignored. That's so interesting because I always just thought that was anxiety. <laughs> turns out it's an ability. Okay, number seven, astral projection. One of my faves that I'm terrified of accidentally doing, but at some point I do want to explore. Next on our list of psychic powers is astral projection. Astral projection refers to an out-of-body experience using the assumption that a consciousness or soul exists. This, quote, astral body is able to travel throughout the universe while outside of the separate physical body. This concept has occurred in many cultures for millennia, but the modern idea was popularized in the 19th century by theosophists. Theosophists, I'm pretty sure. Some individuals claim to have perceived similar out-of-body experiences under influence of well, hus- ha- wow, hallucin- <laughs> Can you tell I'm like the biggest square and have never done drugs in my life? Hallucinogens or while under hypnosis. I think hallucinogens would be like mushrooms and stuff, right? LSD. Is that a hallucinogen? I don't know. I tr- I'm the last person who would ever know. Uh, I'm a nerd. Okay, so due to the difficulty in proving the existence of a soul, astral projection is considered by many in the scientific community to be a pseudoscience. Well, guess what? Everyone thinks everything about witchcraft and spirituality and um, and psychic ability and astrology and all these things are a pseudoscience, so we don't really bother with that. But yeah, I guess there could be a debate because there are people that don't believe in the existence of a soul and it, it would have to be a soul or, or something tangible in that manner that you're separating from but you know who's to say no I I know a lot of people that astral project so I'm gonna go with it's a real thing and considering I low-key have done it myself on a couple occasions I'm gonna say yeah (laughs) I'm gonna say yeah it's possible okay number eight is automatic writing and I believe this does have other names we may see in the other list that we look at Automatic writing is a psychic ability that allows individuals to create written documents while not being conscious of actually writing. The words arise out of the subconscious from the source, from a source that is supernatural or spiritual. Automatic writing is a form of mediumship and is sometimes used by mediums during a seance or trance. I always call this free writing. Um, I've talked about it in different episodes where, especially if you're trying to, I think I've given it as homework before, um, when you're trying to, do specific meditations or journaling. Sometimes you just like close your eyes and write and you just see what comes up instead of sitting down and being like, today I will journal about this. Today I will meditate on this. Today I will focus on this. But yeah, if, if you've heard me talk about it in past episodes, I refer to it as free writing. I don't know where I got that from. I just, I don't know, who knows? It <laughs> just, just sounded like a thing to me at the time. Number nine, channeling. What is a medium or channeler? A channeler is someone that uses psychic powers to communicate with the deceased. Mediums either stay in control of their body or allow the spirit to take over their body, putting them into a cataleptic state. The main purpose of channeling is to allow spirits to communicate with people in the physical world. Many people seek out channeling psychics so they can have closure after the loss of a loved one. While most spirits that are channeled are from the past, some mediums claim to be able to speak to spirits from future dimensions that's cool. (laughs) I, I think that's possible. I think that's really cool. Um, so yeah, I was saying before, when I do my card readings, I can never have a couple of cards. If you've done readings with me where they definitely represent an ancestor, a past loved one that's trying to connect with you. I remember one of the very first readings I ever, ever did, like before I even knew what I was really doing. I did a reading for someone and Butterfly Maiden came through and it happened to be like the day I got back in touch with her was the anniversary of her mom's passing and her mom's thing was butterflies. So even though I wasn't channeling direct messages and she certainly wasn't inhabiting me, um, I was able to connect with her mom's energy. I, would, I wouldn't even know if I'd say spirit, but like her energy and was able to show her that card that meant something to her. So that's why I would never say I'm a medium or I'm a channeler. I just, you know, energies know what's up. And if they feel an opportunity to present themselves some way, I think that they will try to, um, especially if they understand that the person that's still here and still in this realm wants to connect to them or hear from them in some way. So I, I think it is possible to still have messages and, and have an ability to represent people that have passed on, even if you can't specifically channel and speak either for them or allow them a vessel to speak for themselves. So yeah, it's, I would never say I'm a medium, but maybe medium light. (laughs) Maybe that could be a designation some people are comfortable with. And you, you would want to call yourself a medium light. I think if you have any kind of oracle or divination tools, it's possible. Speaking of number 10, divination. Divination is a type of psychic power that is used to gain insight into questions or a situation in a ritualized way. Diviners often use divination tools such as tarot cards, crystal balls, pendulums, spirit boards, or runes. We have got to get into runes, by the way, um, to assist them. There are many methods of divination, with some of them being very ancient. An example of the different types of divination include bibliomancy, cartomancy, palmistry, claromancy, and I I Ching. Okay, so the only ones I am familiar with are palmistry, which is palm reading, which we have episodes on that. And cartomancy, isn't that something to do with like reading charts and maps or something? Let me not, let me not guesstimate. (laughs) it'll come up a little bit. I can give you the actual, uh, the actual definition. So 11 is psychic healing. Psychic healing. Oh, and so I would call myself someone that practices divination, um, but not a medium. Because I use divination tools to arrive at helping people get, deal with things and giving guidance. So you might feel like you're a medium. You might feel like you're a diviner. You might, is that the right divination diviner? I think it is. You might feel like you uh, are more apt at divination. But I think most of us would fall under one of those two, three things. And perhaps like empath being the third outlier if you wanted to categorize yourself in some way. Okay, next is psychic healing. Psychic healing is a branch of alternative medicine that stimulates the body's natural ability to heal. There are several methods of this form of healing including hands-off, hands-on, and distant healing, where the patient is healed by a psychic in another location. There are many schools of energy healing. The most well-known are crystal healing, acupuncture, qigong, reiki, And Tai Chi. That's what I was thinking of. I know that um, a few times people have offered me distance Reiki healing, and I am interested in the Reiki of it all. I just don't know like anything about it. I've I've had a few of my like mentors tell me it's something I should definitely be looking into (laughs) and practicing and studying. But here's the thing: Um, I'm lazy, as noted earlier, and also I am overwhelmed by it. And you know when I'm overwhelmed, it takes me 15 years to get to something. Thus, just getting on my tarot journey now. (laughs) Okay, while these unique psychic powers have shown amazing benefits, that does not mean that it that it's safe to completely abandon your physician and write off traditional medicine. Yes, because I was as I was reading this, I was like, should I make a note about that? I think we all know, but let's make sure. So I'm very happy that they said this. It's It's cool to combine both, but please don't abandon traditional medicine has a lot of benefits. Energy healing should be used as a way to improve your overall wellness not as a magic disease cure Yes 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 yes. okay precognition precognition also known as prescience prescience hope I said that right is the ability to see events taking place in the future. Have you ever had a dream about something that actually came true? You might have future sight. In addition to dreams, precognition may also present itself in waking visions, flashes of thoughts, or simply a feeling of knowing. What is seen in these visions tends to be random and difficult to control. Precognition. There's another word that I think always gets confused with precognition and people use them interchangeably. And of course, now it's not coming to me. Oh, what is it? Anyway, if we get to it later in the list, we'll talk about it. But I, it's precognition and pre-something else. Pre, oh, What is it? Oh, I almost had it. Whatever. I'm frustrating you all because the people that know what I'm talking about are screaming it at the podcast. So let me not, let me not contribute to your frustration. I'm sorry. Uh, but if it comes up later, we'll talk about the difference between the both. Okay, let's go on to Psychometry. Many people on this website ask, what is psychometry? Have you ever picked up a piece of jewelry, held an article of clothing, or touched a piece of furniture, and instantly got a strong impression of who the previous owner was? That's psychometry. Psychometry. Probably psychometry. I'm pronouncing it wrong. This psychic ability is based on the idea that the objects we use and wear every day become infused with our spiritual energy, by touching these objects, a psychic might get impressions of certain words, colors, and feelings that reveal more about the last person who used it. Okay, I did not know there was a word for this, but I will say I am a very, very big believer in us leaving physical energy imprints into things. Um, I would never buy a home without having like an actual medium probably come through it, <laughs> make sure there's no lingering energy. I. I really love um, vintage and antique things, but I'm always very hesitant to buy them because I do think that they contain the energy of the previous owner, good or bad. I always makes it always makes me think of people that buy, um, like estate sell engagement rings because I I love antique engagement rings so much for someone who's not going to get married. <laughs> I am weirdly obsessed with antique. Uh, and vintage engagement rings. I just, oh, they're so gorgeous to see like what the designs used to be like and they're so well-crafted. But I'd always be really nervous to have an engagement ring that was uh, vintage or from an estate sale in particular because, you know, what if it was bad vibes? What if it was an unhappy marriage? What if someone was cheating? What if someone, what if it ended in divorce? And listen, I love divorce. I'm very pro-divorce person. If that's a path you need to get on, I think it is something that has tremendously been freeing to women, the ability to uh, have access to divorce as an option. I'm here for it, but you know, if I was entering a marriage, hopefully it would last. And I always would think, oh, if I got like a really amazing vintage wedding dress from an estate estate sale or if I got a ring or if I even got these candle holders for the reception, like what if the energy is bad? So it is something that's, I mean, of course you can cleanse things, but I, I think our imprint is massive. And I think a lot of the times when we're not even I think I, I believe this is like a pretty popular um, belief as well. A lot of the times what we feel when we think we're being like haunted by something or we're, we're experiencing a phenomenon like what's the word paranormal phenomenon. It's not necessarily that there's like a tangible ghost standing right next to you. But you might just feel an energy that's been imprinted so strongly somewhere. So it might not be something that's like actually physically like trying to connect with you in some way that you can actually really feel. Although in a lot of cases, of course it is. But sometimes we are just seeing lingering energy or we're seeing energy from different times and places. Oh, it's so interesting. Okay, so I didn't realize that was the word for it. And that word again is psychometry. P-S-Y-C-H-O-M-E-T-R-Y. Okay, so remote viewing. Remote viewing is an ability to gather information about a person, place, or event happening in a distant place without using any of your psychic senses. Sorry, (laughs) not psychic. Any of your physical senses. Like many other types of psychic ability, remote viewing ability is a skill that can be learned, trained, and improved. Most people do not see a clear picture of what's going on in their heads. Instead, information comes in sensory bursts that the viewer pieces together and interprets. You know, I was, hmm. earlier in the article, and because they just said it here, they talk about how you can kind of train yourself to become better at certain of these abilities. But I want, this is just me thinking out loud. I wonder if it's something you can totally train and teach yourself from scratch, or if it has to be a glimmer of something there already. Like if someone doesn't have a little pinprick of clairvoyance, Is it something that you can develop anyway? Like, I always think that my ability to read cards is something that is intrinsic to me. It's something that's natural and I was born with it. And perhaps, and I think that's why I was drawn to it. But if I tried to pursue other, like, arts within witchcraft, would I be successful just because I worked really hard at it? I'm really, I'm so curious about that. Let me know what y'all think when we put the post up in the Facebook group. i will re- email me your thoughts, but I really do wonder if it's something that can totally be taught and trained and learned or if there has to be like a little something there. But then a lot of people that practice witchcraft aren't natural witches. So probably, yeah, it's just the ease of it. Like, would you rather gravitate towards something that you naturally have the ability to do in some capacity or do you wanna do like all the extra work that it takes so, if you're a bad witch, it's probably the first one. <laughs> if you're you're not a lazy witch, it's probably the second one. But I am. I'm curious about y'all's thoughts on that. Please let me know. Uh, okay. So, 17 is retrocognition, also known as postcognition. Retrocognition refers to the ability to infer knowledge of past events that could not have been learned through normal means. Like precognition, this commonly occurs in dreams and in waking visions. That's not the word I was thinking about for precognition that people always interchange but maybe it'll still come up. Okay, now we're getting into the fun stuff. (laughs) Telekinesis. (laughs) Telekinesis is defined as the ability to move physical objects without physically interacting with them. We often see the psychic powers used in films like Carrie and comics like the X-Men series, but can people really have telekinetic powers in real life? While no one is bending spoons or making things float with their mind, More subtle instances of telekinesis have been reported. Examples include the ability to influence the number on a dice roll or which side of a coin lands on, which side of coin lands on. Okay. So I'm going to go back to talking about the eighties and (laughs) nineties. Do you all remember on shows like hard copy and things like that? I'm 100. I'm so old. Um, Sorry to all the TikTok teens listening to this. I, I got to do better. I'll start talking about uh, Olivia Rodrigo in any moment because I really did enjoy Driver's License. Um, do you remember that they used to always have these fun, these people that would come on with like psychic phenomena? It used to be on those same talk shows too. And they could bend spoons with their mind. I think that actually, even if you go back to like original variety shows and stuff from the 50s and 60s, they'd always have people that could come on and prove they were psychic doing that. And so that's why the little blurb referenced it. But I don't know. The mind is so powerful. and We still don't even know that much. Of, I mean, we know obviously a lot about it, but there's still things we don't know about it. I don't know why you wouldn't be able to do that, perhaps. <laughs> but yes, it does seem more realistic that it's that you are able to influence certain more like perceptible outcomes with your mind. I do remember there was this book. I used, I, a friend of mine from childhood had this book. And when I tell you I have spent hours trying to remember what it was called. I I remember so many things about it so clearly. I even kind of remember the cover, but I cannot, I have no idea what the title is, but I remember it was kind of like a witch kid book, which her mom was pretty cool for getting her that, if you ask me. And it had a test for telekinesis in it. And so if any of you want to try it, I'm going to tell you what I remember from my like 14 year old brain. You take a string like a steady, uh, sturdy string of like yarn. And you tack it to the ceiling. And on the other end, that's like hanging down, you tie something to it, something that wouldn't be like a feather that could easily be wafted around, but not something so heavy, like cutlery. <laughs> <You know? laughs> something kind of in the middle, something small, but something that has a little bit of weight to it. So it won't just be moving on its own. And basically, you work with developing your skill to move it. And you stare at it and you try to develop some kind of telekinetic connection with it so that it's able to move. And it is something that you're supposed to practice until you're able to do it. So it could take a day if you're Carrie, I guess, or it could take months or years. But I always remember wanting really badly to try to do it to see if I did have any telekinetic power. Um, but my mom was like, get off of that chair, stop tagging things to the ceiling, do not put thong hack holes in the ceiling. We're not doing this. But maybe, you know, when I finally get my condo in the city, I'll tag something up there and see if it's possible. But if any of you want to test it, I have a very clear memory of reading that in that book. And it's a way to see if it is something that you're capable of doing or it's a way to develop the skill. So there you go. A little homework for this allegedly short episode. Okay, next, telepathy. Telepathy occurs when an individual psychically imparts information to another person. It could be described as someone having the power to put thoughts into someone else's head from a distance. It can also be used to read someone's mind. You often hear about twin telepathy because twins tend to be on the same wavelength, making it easier to communicate through psychic means. With so many types of psychic powers, it is easy to see why society is so fascinated with the subject. Oh, wait, this is just the end. Whether you believe you may have one or several of these supernatural abilities, or you're just curious to learn about them, we hope that you were able to learn something new from our list of psychic abilities. Babe, were we? Okay, so I want to say about telepathy, this is... Uh, An instance that happened to me, and this is how I know telepathy is real, and that even though uh, this person that I dated was not my ultimate soulmate, there was a connection there. I I may have told this story before on the podcast. Please forgive me if I did. You know, I forget everything I say the second I hit stop recording. When I was dating Patrick, who was the guy that was Swedish, I was in Sweden with him. And we were walking down a street together. We were holding hands, walking back to our hotel. And we were in Stockholm. Yes, he lives in Sweden. In North shopping, we were in Stockholm because so I was doing something for work. And ugh, remember my job. Remember when I used to just travel the world anyway? <laughs> anyway, um, so we were holding hands, but we weren't talking, you know, just walking or whatever. And this woman cut me off or like almost ran into me or did something that was like rude, basically. And I called her a name, <laughs> which is horrible. But, I, you know, it was, it was just like a reaction, but I didn't say it out loud I said it in my head. I just thought so-and-so because she did something rude and I wouldn't have said it out loud, but I was like, huh, uh, or whatever. And, uh, Patrick turned to me and he said, did you just call her a, which I did in my head, which I was not nice. I know. Um, I would never say it out loud (laughs) and I looked at him and I was like, yeah. And he was like, well, I heard you. But I did, I, for a fact, I did not say it out loud. I just thought it to myself because I knew it was a rude word to call someone, <laughs> especially as a feminist. I don't want to ever say anything bad about another woman like that, but, um, he heard me. I don't, I have two, I have no clue how he heard me, except he must've just heard my thoughts because I know I didn't say it out loud. And if had I said it out loud, he would have heard me say it and not had to look to me to say, did you just say this? It was the strangest. It was so strange. But yeah, that's why I know he and I must have had some kind of connection that needed to be explored in this lifetime. Because he literally read my thoughts. Which now that I think about um, when I get into my next relationship, I probably need to keep it a little cleaner. <laughs> because I be thinking some things sometimes. And remembering that perhaps the person that you were meant to be with in some capacity for certain periods can hear you might make you clean up your acts a little bit more, as at least if you're me. Okay, so the other list was on paranormal.lovetoknow.com. And there are just a few other ones, come on, that I wanted to read off of here that weren't covered on that first list. And of course, now it's not loading. (laughs) Okay, here we go. So the first one is just blanket intuition all humans have some sort of intuition. It's a developed instinct that alerts you to certain types of information. Many people call it a gut feeling or a hunch. Intuition arises without you really thinking about it or reasoning through something you just know. And yeah, I think, you know, we can debate, do you have to have some kind of psychic ability to develop it? Or is, is it something that you can kind of like cold develop yourself into? But without a doubt, we all have intuition, every single one of us, because it's, Primal. It's survival. It's it's something that is like really embedded in our DNA. Have I mentioned that I'm obsessed with dinosaurs and I'm really taking a journey right now? I think I did. Well, of course, in learning about dinosaurs, and you have to learn about the first humans and you have to learn about the development of the earth. And I really think I'm like PBS eons in here. But it's incredibly fascinating to understand and and process how not far removed we are from our ancestors and the original humans on this earth. And even like animals that we share so much with, <clears throat> as of course, humans are animals as well. Uh, but it's, it's so interesting how much of intuition is like a reaction to something that one of our ancestors had to survive back then. And our it like triggers that survival as part of our brain to be like, be wary of the situation. Oh, It's so cool. Stay tuned for my next podcast, uh, Paleontology Evolution in You. <laughs> I'm getting really into this stuff. And it's like how I take my breaks when I'm writing is I'll turn on PBS eons and, you know, learn something that makes me process billions of years and evolution, which is extremely overwhelming, too. So I'm doing a great job. (laughs) Okay, so we did clear audience, clear cognizance, clairvoyance, clear sentience. We did. Okay, let's do empathy. And then let's do ESP as well. Empathy. <clears throat> People with empathetic abilities are able to feel another person's emotions as well as their physical pains. The ability is involuntary. Oh, is it? But you can learn to control how you react to these often confusing feelings that don't belong to you. You also, over time as an empath, if you want to go back and listen to the empath episode, it is pretty thorough. You learn how to not let people take advantage of your empathy and your empathic abilities. Um, You hopefully develop a stronger sense of staying away from energy vampires. And also you learn the people to open yourself up to because one of the biggest signs of being an empath is someone plunking down next to you at a bar on an airplane, uh, you know, even just passing through the park and telling you their life story because there's something in you that is trusting and open and kind and people, they can smell it out. But like the way that people that need it can smell it out. People that will exploit it can also smell it out. So I do think it's really important as an empath, people with very strong sense of empathy, that you learn the distinction and you learn how to protect yourself. Never forget that all the black crystals are really good ones for empaths to carry. Okay, so ESP. Perhaps one of the best known paranormal powers is ESP. Well, I'll try saying paranormal power six times fast. That's often called the sixth sense. ESP is the ability to perceive things that others might not. ESP is grouped with other psychic abilities, such as telepathy and clairvoyance. This is almost something I would like to do maybe a deeper dive episode on because yeah, it's the concept of perception that's outside of the bounds of normal perception, which I think is like endlessly fascinating and I feel like that definition is really barely skimming the surface so yeah we might circle back and do something deeper on ESP if you're interested in that let me know because I it's one of those things too that I feel like when you're a witch kid you hear on the not on the news but you would hear on like talk shows and like ghost shows a lot you're like well what exactly is that but it is something that is extraordinary okay astral projection we did aura reading That's one we haven't done yet. An aura reader has the ability to perceive a person's energy colors that are commonly called auras. If you can see colors around people or if people feel like they're a certain color to you, then you may be able to read auras. I think that is so cool. I wish I could see auras more than anything. I know there's many times on this podcast where I rant about, I wish I could do art very uh, successfully. I wish I had a natural talent for it. Of course, it's something you can develop But I wish I could draw or paint. I would give anything to be an artist. I'm so obsessed. And the same thing with aura. If I could pick the psychic ability I wanted, I wish I could see people's auras. I think that is amazing. Can any of you do it? And also, if you can, what color am I? I'm pretty sure I'm gold or yellow. Because, you know, when I was little, my parents would always say I literally glowed. Like... Not from the adorableness of being a baby, but literally I had like a golden tint to me. They used to call me Golden Girl. Like that was my family's nickname for me. And so I do, I I don't know, I started to like glom onto yellow as I got older and really became obsessed with that color. So I think it might be yellow or gold or red (laughs) because I'm feisty. (laughs) I highly doubt it's a calm color like green or blue or purple. I'm pretty sure it's something wild like red or it's like this very um, like explosive shade of gold. But if any of you can read auras, please tell me about your experience. And also if you can see mine, I would love, love, love to know. But I really would like to do that photography where they can capture your aura. It's so cool. I wish I could read people's auras. Um, Something I can do is assign kind of colors and tastes to things, but that's not an aura thing. I, it's, it's just something that's like, my brain does that. But I, yeah, deeply wish I could see auras. Mediumship, we've kind of talked about that. Well, talked about it a lot. (laughs) Mediums use various forms of psychic sensing to communicate with spirits, either spirits with people who are no longer living or paranormal entities, such as spirit guides. Talked about automatic writing. We talked about channeling, divination, precognition, retrocognition, psychometry, Um, anything else telepathy? Oh, animal communication. Oh, yes. (laughs) There's another one. (laughs) Some psychics inherently understand animals and know what they want, need, and think. These are often called pet psychics. Some can establish two-way communications with all animals so the animals understand them as well. Um, I think this is important to talk about when talking about familiars, too. I know I've said in passing, and maybe we'll do a full familiar episode at some point, that, um, your familiar is not your pet. A familiar is a animal energy or animal bound energy that participates in your practice with you. They um, even in most cases, there will be some bond or uh, some I don't want to say contract, but some. Do you know that scene in The Little Mermaid where she, they sign the contract with the golden pin? That's what I always think about when I think about the kind of agreement that a person and their familiar will enter into to practice together and be bonded in this way. So yeah, I know a lot of people will say in passing, oh, like my cat or my dog, that's my familiar. But it's not your pet. You're someone like my dog, Shug, who will just show up in the middle of an episode, um, she's not cause she's my familiar. Or she wants to participate. It's cause she wants snacks. <laughs> she's ready for treats and cuddles and outside time. And she's tired of me doing this, but she has no interest in anything that has to do with what I'm doing here. She's, she's my baby. She's my pet dog, but she don't care. So yeah, um, I do want to make people aware of that. I'm sure tons of you know it already, but, uh, yeah, your familiar is a lot in a lot of traditions. It's like, if we talk about the familiars of the Sailor Moistra, for example, Uh, it's this idea that it is a spirit or entity that takes the form of that animal. And so it's not that you're necessarily working with an animal spirit. You're working with a spirit that inhabits an animal. In other beliefs, it is that animal spirit. So it does depend. But yeah, we're talking about animal communication and we talk about pet psychics. That could literally be someone that... Uh, can communicate with animals and understand them, as in, like you know, they're just they're pets. They're little, are little angels. <laughs> but with some people, it's like their ability to connect with the familiar as well. Okay, psychokinesis. Psychokinesis is also called PK or telekinesis. A psychic with PK abilities can control physical matters with the mind, such as bending spoons, <laughs> our famous example, or causing items to move seemingly on their own. Honestly. Along with the aura reading, if there is something I could do, I really wish it was uh, psychokinesis or telekinesis. I think that shit's really cool. <laughs> I wouldn't. The last thing I think I would want is telepathy because I don't want to know what people are thinking. What people say is horrifying enough for me. And the last thing I want to know is like what someone intimately thinks about me when they think they can't hear you. Like talk about horrifying. But the ability to move stuff, I think that'd be so cool. I, I don't even know like what good would I do with it? If I wanted to clean my room, I could move that book to that shelf. But I don't know. I just think to see your mind materialize its power in that way, I think that's such a cool thing. So yeah, let me know which one you are or or which ones you believe that you have or you are. And let me know which ones you would like really, really want that maybe aren't you, but something you might want to start looking into like training your mind to do. Because yeah, I would love to be telekinetic. And also I just think telekinetic (laughs) sounds really cool. I think it sounds so cool. Oh, I'm telekinetic. I just think it sounds awesome. Um, And yeah, the ones I believe that I do have are claircognizance um, and precognition. And I guess a bit of clair- clairvoyance. I have had one instance of clairaudience, but I didn't like that. So it was one of those things that I shut my brain off to. But yeah, if I could pick aura, reading, and telekinesis. <laughs> Did I just come out as Carrie? (laughs) Would I have also similarly uh, wrecked shit for the entire town because someone was brutal to me at prom? Yes, probably. So it's a good thing I never came into those powers, especially as a teenager, because I would have been doing the same stuff. (laughs) Okay, so much for our short episode. It is under an hour, which I do consider short for me. Please, 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 please come get your $50 reading. It is going to a great cause. You get a reading out of it. It's a great way to raise money. I love doing it every year. It's so much fun to get to talk to so many of you and get to know you more on a personal level. I love you all so much. This may be the last you hear from me until 2022. But if you don't hear from me before 2022, it means there is a book coming and it means that you can buy the book. And you can love the book because I am literally cutting myself open <laughs> and bleeding on the pages for this thing to happen. And um, I really hope that you'll support it because it. I'm just going to have to take a two year nap after this. So yeah, um, if you don't hear from me, there's it's because there's a book that's done. If you do hear from me, it's because there isn't. And also I probably needed a break. <laughs> so I love you all so much. Um, please come get your readings. What else is there? The answer to get into the Facebook group is The Craft. Um, Be kind to each other. Love each other. That's it, I think. Blessed be. Talk to you soon. Goodbye.